Welcome back to another live stream, everybody. Hopefully, this will be the first live stream we've done in a very long time where nothing will break and everything will work. Because we've had, like, I don't know, technical difficulties for the past month, maybe more than that, uh, if everybody will let me know or somebody let me know in the chat here, that everything is good, that you can hear me all right, see me all right. Um, that would be super helpful. That way, in case we need to restart it for audio or video or whatever, uh, we can do it early instead of me just uh, yammering on like I have in the past. So uh, anyway, all that to say, I hope everybody's having a good day. I'm having a good day. Uh, it's been a good day here in the studio so far. been working on some ads, been working on uh, retooling the course, uh, the Spotify Artist Accelerator, because everything um, has been changing so fast, obviously, um, from my video this week. Um, you guys know that I'm kind of reworking some stuff. So, all right, cool. Everything's good. Thank you, all you guys, for um, hopping in and saying that everything is good. I appreciate y'all. Uh, let me know. I'm relieved. <laughs> Hopefully things will keep going well for the full hour. Um, yeah, so, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, before I hit, like, let's go on the stream, I was like, fingers crossed, slightly elevated heart rate, heart rate like, what's going to break today? <laughs> Hopefully nothing will break. Um, so, yeah, happy to be here, y'all. Um, let me just uh, flip through here and say hello to everybody. Let's see. Burroughs, what's up, dude? Um, let's see. Nanad, hey, buddy, how you doing? Willy, 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 yo. Uh, Nictus, hello, what's up, man? Uh, Big Bang Music, yo, what's up? Um, let's see, Kaipos, hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Thank you guys for uh, hopping in so quickly today. Um, and, uh, you know, coming to hang out on Friday. For those of you in the Discord, well, I guess I should say for those of you who are not in the Discord, I pinned a link in the comments uh, on the video. So go join the Discord if you haven't. But for those of you who are in the Discord, I tried adding an event that should uh, take you, excuse me, to the live stream. So I will be doing that, doing a better job of scheduling that in advance from now on. But um, hopefully that works. So uh, if you forget and you're in the Discord, you'll get a little ping on your phone uh, if you check the little interested box. So hopefully that helped. Um, Kalen, yo, what's up, dude? How you doing, man? Uh, Tom, what's up, buddy? Hebron, yo, what's up? Ryan, yo, what's up, dude? Dan, hey, man. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, questions, questions. Let's go. Um, let's see. Niktas. Okay, how to promote your music on Apple Music and get on playlists. I searched everywhere but can't find a good way. Yeah, so Apple Music is like a whole different animal. The, the algorithm, the, the way they push music and add music to playlists and stuff is still much more of a mystery. Uh, I think to most of us than Spotify is. So I certainly haven't tapped into that yet. My strategy has been just kind of focus on Spotify and the rest sort of take care of themselves. What, what will generally happen based on my experience is if I'm just focusing on Spotify and somebody sees my ad and they like to consume their music on Apple music, they're just going to go to Apple music and look up my name. Um, and same for title, Amazon, anything else. Like if somebody gets served that ad and they're interested in what they hear, they're just going to go to the platform that they like to 
listen to music on. So um, I don't really know how to take advantage of like the intricacies of any of the other platforms, but it is something that I would like to look into eventually. Although there is such like a, a plethora of information to go through just between like Facebook ads and Spotify that I've struggled to like break out of that little circle. Um, but I'm trying to be more deliberate about that, um, getting out into other platforms. So maybe that's one that I'll look into. Uh, Tom, you can ask the second question. <laughs> uh, broken tea. Hey guys, I miss tech issues. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Broken tea, please. I can't take it. My heart can't take it. Um, let's see, John, yo, what's up, man? How you doing? Um, thanks for hopping in today. Thank you all again for hopping in today. Um, I am over the moon that we have, uh, been live for five, six minutes now and nothing has broken. So knock on wood, <laughs> hopefully it'll stay that way. Um, let's see, Burroughs, I'm just trying to set up my discord profile properly. And I see in your server that your profile shows your Spotify, YouTube, Twitter button. I've turned mine on, but when I view my own profile, I don't see those buttons for some reason. Do you know if you can see your own buttons on your own profile or not? Or is it a paid feature only? I don't think it's paid. Um, I did it without paying for Nitro. I tested Nitro for a minute, but then I felt like what I got for the 10 bucks a month didn't really justify the 10 bucks a month. I'm not like a Discord power user, so I didn't feel like it was worth it to me. Um, but to my knowledge, everything is free. I think the, I forget what they call it on Discord. It's like widgets or, or bots or it's not bots, but it's like widgets or integrations or something. Um, I had YouTube was especially tricky for me. I had to install and uninstall and reinstall it several times before it would work. Um, Twitter, I think worked and then Spotify has worked well. Although I did see that the Spotify um, integration with discord had some issues lately. So you might try it again. Um, all right, let's see. Nanad, uh, I know you've changed the traffic, but maybe your conversion results were down to objectives you were using since Facebook have changed conversion objectives. What objectives are you using for conversions? Leads was the obvious one. However, Facebook say engagement is best for content views, but some people say using the leads objective are better. Um, so my, my ad manager has like jumped to the new objectives and then reverted to the old ones. And then now this week has jumped to the new ones again. So when I set up the campaigns that were in Thursday's video, I actually had the old objectives, uh, the main square screen with the three columns where you've got consideration, traffic, and conversions. And so I was just doing the third column um, with conversions at the top. So just the old way is how I did it. When I've done it um, with the new way, I did try sales, but it was like there were a lot more changes to be made, especially at the ad set level. And they pre-populated like dynamic creative and stuff like that. So it was like a lot of stuff to undo, which was just kind of annoying. So I think engagement is the best one because it sets you up with the least amount of like things to adjust as you go through the setup process. Um, I saw, I think Andrew did a video where he talked about um, like the, it being like picking engagement over sales is better according to Facebook. Maybe you spoke with somebody, maybe I'm making that up. Somebody said that maybe I saw it in a chat somewhere. I don't know. Um, but ultimately I've, I've been through both routes and ultimately you end up at the same place. So 
maybe it's a back end thing, but on the front end, the front end, I fail to see how it's like that much different because you're ultimately going to end up with the same boxes checked and selected no matter how you start out with it. Um, that's just my experience with it. Um, so yeah, that's what I did. A long answer to your question. Lights follow. Yo, thanks, Tom. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, okay, Tom. Ob okay, obviously the war in Ukraine is bad, obviously. However, there are a lot of good peace-loving citizens in Russia. Agreed. I have 9,000 listeners a month from Russia. If Spotify pull from that region, it will be a hit. Let's play, pray for a quick peaceful res resolution. 100% um, to all of that. Um, I also have a lot of listeners in Russia. Uh, not 9,000. I think I have about 2,000 average monthly listeners in Russia and the top cities, um, I think three of my five top cities are in Russia. Obviously, I have love for Russia. Russia has supported me and my music. Uh, they're listening a lot and I really appreciate it. Um, but you're right. If they do pull, if, if Spotify follows suit after a lot of tech companies, it's going to have a big impact. Um, I feel, uh, what's the word? I guess fortunate, um, sort of uh, serendipitously um, stopped targeting Russia sort of at the beginning of this year, not out of any other reason except for the fact that I felt that I had grown enough in Russia and wanted to grow more in the U.S. and English-speaking countries because that's my long-term desire. Um, and so I switched it over at the beginning of the year, which ended up being kind of um, a good move in hindsight before all this broke out. So I've got my ads sort of retooled to focus more on the U.S., U.K., Canada, Australia, um, and not on Russia as much. So I think that uh, in the at present, it would be best to target other countries that are not in that region, uh, just in case that's kind of my thought process on it. But I agree with you, Tom. I mean, I know that there are a lot of wonderful people there who are opposed to what's going on and don't want to be involved with it, but are just because of where they live, which is very unfortunate. I mean, in every country, I think we all have our moments where we are upset about what the higher level is doing and don't agree with it, but we're here and we get lumped into it no matter what. Um, but hopefully it will end peacefully and quickly, and that won't be the case. Uh, Ryan, okay. Hey, Tom, the traffic campaign we set up has gotten cheap clicks for the most part, but none of the high-click countries that should be converting like Mexico have turned into streams, even Tier 1, 2. That's very weird. Um, they should be turning into streams. Um, so if Mexico generally turns into streams for pretty much every account that I look at, it turns into streams. Um, I would try a different, try different song, try different ad creative, see if that does it. Um, pull out the countries that are definitely not converting, even if you end up putting them back in later and see if maybe you can find a different set of people that, uh, are actually turning into listeners. Check the, fo the follower growth too. The, the growth campaign really is going to drive followers even more than it drives streams. The main driver of, of new streams of stream growth is new music. Uh, Burrows, I've turned uh, the show pro show on profile button on uh, on connections, but can't seem to figure out how to get the buttons to show up. Man, that's weird. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Let's see. For those looking to create a Discord, just be patient with it. Okay. Um, see, Dan, my ads manager still has the old objectives too. Uh, I started tried starting a new campaign last night with setting up totally new campaign rather than duplicating an old one. See how it goes. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, hopefully it'll go well. Uh, you should end up kind of in the same 
place starting out, um, as long as you're using the same ad creative and stuff, um, you know, if you have proven ad creative, especially, um, let's see, Nanad, I know sales is really annoying. I feel you with conversions. I've been testing traffic as well. Yeah. Cool, man. That's good to know. Um, hop in the discord, let us know how it goes because I think a lot of us are testing traffic now. I mean, I'm definitely testing traffic, obviously. Um, I still, I want to love conversions, but man, it's just so unpredictable and it is very difficult to like get a system that's functioning on a regular repeat basis. And like, there's already enough guesswork in this marketing already is a huge load of guesswork. Like it is not a guaranteed rate of return on anything. Um, it's not like shooting fish in a barrel at all. Um, so our, I want to try to eliminate as much guesswork as I can and conversions have just introduced way too much guesswork like at a system level for me to be comfortable with. Um, let's see, Wasp Music. Uh, what to do if I want to release a song and do the promo with a small budget and not die trying? Yeah, you definitely don't want to die trying. Um, go for a small set daily budget that you think you can maintain for an extended period of time whether that's five bucks a day or 10 bucks a day, don't try to shoot the moon for the first, like, I mean, a few months of advertising. Don't try to shoot the moon. Just try to get that slow and steady. You've got an advertising system that works and it's just growing and growing on a regular basis and keep putting out music just like clockwork. I mean, it's like, it's the same thing with trying to grow your Instagram, trying to grow your YouTube, trying to grow your TikTok. show up on schedule Every time for YouTube, for me, it's once a week for Instagram. It's like once a day for TikTok, It's once a day, you know, for music. It's like once every one, two or three months, uh, but just show up regularly and keep that thing going. Um, catch up, uh, Dan, have you noticed that Facebook announced they are not sending any ads to Russia now? Yes, I did see that. I've seen that in multiple ad uh, accounts that I've been in inside of and working in lately, like every ad account is announcing that they're not, can't advertise in Russia anymore. So I guess what I said before is kind of a moot point uh, in response to Tom, like uh, trying to adjust your targeting to Russia. Um, you kind of have, or, or away from Russia, I should say, you kind of have to at this point because you can't target them anyway. Facebook won't let you. <laughs> um, yeah. I also noticed it appeared and then went away. I was building a campaign uh, this week and there was an option to select Facebook reels, but now it's gone. So I think that they are testing Facebook reels and going to have it so that when you post your reels to Instagram, they're going to port over to Facebook, just like stories do. Um, I don't know when they're going to do that. I haven't heard an announcement about that. Maybe I'm naive and there has been one, but uh, I saw it in the ads manager with my own two eyes. So I think it's on the way as well. So that might be something to think about. Uh, Patrick, yo, what's up, man? Uh, Griffin. Hey buddy. Hey doing, man? Uh, Kaifo, same problem with me. 80 link clicks from Mexico, 60 in Italy, but not anything more than two or three listeners on my Spotify data. Yeah, it's odd. Um, I do have, I will say the countries I've seen that like, you just kind of have to pay attention to are as of now, let's like, let's say that like the, um, countries from North America, South America, Europe, and Oceania. Um, I'm only targeting a handful of countries in Asia, like Japan, South Korea, um, targeting Hong Kong, um, targeting, targeting South Africa, 
which is in Africa, obviously. Um, there's like one more that I can't remember. Singapore, targeting Singapore. Everything else is in um, the Americas, Europe, and Oceania. But the ones from that list that I can think of off the top of my head that have been that have either returned poor data kind of across ad accounts or have been suspect in some ad accounts are um, Argentina, Venezuela. Um, those two have pretty much returned nothing. Um, Montenegro has returned nothing. Um, and then the ones that have been kind of, you just have to pay attention to it. Depends on your genre. It depends on the ad, uh, are Brazil and Mexico, Poland, Spain. I haven't had trouble with Italy in any accounts yet, but I suppose it is possible. Um, and I'm still working that list out. So, um, it's kind of, I think kind of what I'm leaning toward is like putting together this list of, um, which you know what, like after this, I'll share my spreadsheet of country breakdown in the discord. How about that? Um, I'll just drop a link in our discord to, um, what I'm currently looking at and I'll give you guys read access to my spreadsheet so you can watch me play with it in real time over the next few weeks as I'm figuring this out. Um, but what I'm, what I'm kind of trying to come to is like a list of countries to start with. And then within that list, like a, you know, a, t a multi-tiered list, let's say of countries to start with. And within that list, countries to keep, to pay attention to that could potentially cause a problem depending on you as an artist, your genre, your ads, your music, things like that. Uh, things that work for some, but not necessarily guaranteed to work for everybody. I think that's kind of what I'm leaning into and going to try to like put forth as my, as the new traffic strategy. Because the strategy is, there's many things that are the same, but that portion is, the targeting portion is really where traffic completely changes from conversions. Conversions, we can throw literally every country in there and you're pretty much protected except for a few that have now managed to get through like Bangladesh. Um, but for the most part, it's like, it doesn't matter what countries you target, you're going to find legit like click-throughs and users on the other side. But traffic, you can't do that. You got to be more discerning about where you go with it. Um, and that's the part, the biggest part that I'm trying to figure out right now. The rest of it is pretty much the same. Um, so as I figure that out, that spreadsheet will kind of, you'll watch it mess around and update and stuff. And <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll share that in the discord after this. So again, you know, join the discord if you haven't, um, let's see, let me back up a little bit. I see a lot of comments. Um, Okay, so Niktas. So I'll release my first song around three to four weeks, and I was thinking, is it possible to get access to Spotify for artists before the release? Do you suggest a marketing plan? Um, I don't, I'm not aware of a way to get access to Spotify for artists before you drop your first song. The first song is kind of a sacrificial lamb in that regard. I think it is possible. I just don't know how to do it. Um, a marketing plan put the song out, and the day the song starts, start running ads at $10 a day to send traffic to your artist profile and just keep optimizing, you know, use your ad, optimize section of the song, find the winning ad, and then let that go. Just set it and forget it. Once you know you've got people coming through, let that be your, your benchmark for everything else that you release after that. The first one is just to kind of like push the car and drop the clutch into gear so that it's going and that's it. Just get it going and then keep going from there. 
Uh, let's see. Willie, Willie, Willie. I hope you're well, Tom. I'm doing well, man. Thank you. Uh, I've watched your video about the waterfall strategy. Cool. Can you explain that process a little bit? I hope it's easy to set up. Yeah. Um, I won't say it's easy, but it's not as complicated, I think, as it might be made out to be. Um, so basically what you're doing is you're stacking um, information from every previously released song into the current release. Um, so you would release uh, song number one as a single, and then the next release would be uh, release number two, but it's going to be song one and two in that release. So you've released song one in the single, and then you release song one and two in the second release. So technically you've released song one twice now. And then after that, you release songs one, two, and three in release number three. So now you've released song one three times and song two two times. And you just do that over and over again. And you make sure you use the same ISRC code, same song title, same artist name, and the same mastered file um, that has the same exact duration. You can actually remaster it. You can get around it. But the song duration has to be exact. Um and you do that and you stack that data. So every time you drop a new song, the new song is eligible for release radar to your followers. But the other songs on any given release, if they get enough streams and saves and stuff in the first week and get to a high enough popularity score, can have a release radar push as well. So if you get built-in listeners over this time period, you're kind of snowballing all this data together. And let's say you get 5,000 streams per song. Um across the board by the time you drop the you know fourth release you got uh 15,000 streams built in and you're going to get 5,000 on the fourth song so you got 20,000 streams on release number 4 even though you just dropped one new song and so it's it can be really effective and the bonus to that too which I'm going to test this next time around which I huge oversight on my part didn't test yet is you can use the previous ads that had done well for the previous songs to promote the current release. So, for example, my best performing ad for Dark to the Wolves um, I, uh, converted at like 15 cents. Uh, when We Were Young didn't do as well. It was like 20-something cents. But I'm going to put both of those ads in there along with ads for my new song, Must Be Dreaming, for the next release and run all three of those ads. And whichever one wins is the one that will push traffic to that release so you get the benefit of having multiple winners all stacked together that you can pull from so that's it in a nutshell um let's see nanad i'll hop on the discord for sure i got some data i could share awesome yeah please do what countries have you found work for you uh work do you find that work for traffic um so the ones that do work well spain and poland work for me i know i mentioned those are kind of iffy mexico's been working for me brazil's been working for me um but because I have things tiered out and structured, the United States has actually been doing really well for me. You know, it's a little higher than everywhere else, but that's to be expected. But it's been uh, getting about between like 18 and 25 cents a click every day, um, which I think is really good for the U.S. And that's been turning into followers and streams. Um, I've also been getting uh, traffic from the U.K., from Canada, from Australia, Ireland and New Zealand, all of those top six English speaking countries. Um, Italy, Hong Kong, uh, and then, you know, getting some from like the Netherlands, Germany, Sweden, Switzerland, um, kind of all these like higher tier countries, one would say have been clicking through, uh, Taiwan has actually been coming through a uh, fair amount lately as well. So, um, it's actually working pretty well. <laughs>
let's see, lights follow. Are you using uh, a landing page for your link click traffic campaigns or sending people straight to your Spotify song page? Uh, I'm sending straight to the song page, the actual Spotify link for release and to my artist profile, the actual Spotify link for growth. I'm going to test doing a, a URL redirect, something like a pixel me or short.io um, and wrap it in something like go.tomdupreethe3rd.com slash song name. I'm going to test that because I have noticed and I've seen others mention this, um, that the first time you click a Spotify link in an ad or in an Instagram story on Instagram, if I click that link, it will pull up Spotify in the browser. I'll click play. It'll jump me to the app store. Even if I have Spotify installed, I'll click open on the app store and then it'll take me to the profile or the link or the song or whatever that I had in the ad. After that, it's like I've connected the dots for Instagram. And then the next time I click a Spotify link and then from then on, it will go directly and it will just flip apps and open Spotify on my phone. But it's like the first time you do that, it has to go through that, which is very odd. Um, so I would like to test the redirect thing to see if it changes that. Um, let's see, Buras, I released a new song last night and wanted to get your insight on how I should go about creating a release campaign for this, considering the current issues we're all experiencing on Facebook lately. Aside from not targeting Russia, how would you uh, recommend go about it? What type of campaign? What's the ad set? How many ads? So I would do a traffic campaign. I do tiers one and two, um, which is basically uh, North America and Europe, essentially. Um, I'll, you'll see on the spreadsheet in the um, uh, Discord. I'll show you. You'll see it on there. It's kind of what I'm talking about. Um, and I would do three to six ads. And... Um, one ad set cold targeting is probably what I would do. Um, let's see, Was, no problem, dude. Uh, John, hey Tom, can you describe? Can can you describe? God, if I can read uh, conceptually the difference between traffic and conversion campaigns. What kind of landing page would I create and hyped it? My old conversion ads still work great. Um, I've noticed that Facebook ads already gave Rush of the boot. Yeah. Um, so the big difference is uh, with. Conversion, we're going ad landing page Spotify. With link, click, traffic campaign, we're going ad Spotify. So no landing page, no extra step because we're not taking advantage of that button click and the conversion data being sent. So there's no need to have that qualifier in the middle um, because Facebook isn't gauging the performance of the ad on that. So it's just an extra step according to Facebook. Um, so that's kind of the main difference. Um, like I said, I'm going to try doing like a link wrap and see how that goes. Um, that would be the only other thing I would think might have an effect. Um, but yeah, that's basically the main difference. Um, let's see. I also think the free toned in landing page, uh, does some shady stuff that might also be impacting conversions. I think that's a distinct, uh, a distinct possibility, Ryan. I'm, I will not disagree with that. I think that I don't know if I necessarily like classify it as shady, but I do think that they have some mechanical issues on an unfortunately all too regular basis. Uh, I will click on toned in links and it won't load or it'll take forever to load. Some days it works great and some days it's just a nightmare. So I think that that's a big issue as well. I think you're right about that. 
Let's see. Uh, Raj, any tips for new songwriters? How to develop the skills, resources to look at? Okay, yeah. Um, so number one is write a lot. Try to write a song every single day. Try to write multiple songs a day if you can. Um, Ed Sheeran has this great framework of turning on a faucet. And when you first turn on the faucet, it's all backed up with gunk that has to get out before it's clean, fresh water. And so you got to write the bad songs. Get them out, no matter how terrible they are. Dump them out before you get to the good stuff. And he talks about doing that every writing session. He's just got to get the junk out of the pipe. So just start writing, even if it's terrible. Write it. Make a work tape on your phone. Record it. Forget it. Move on to something else. Um, the next one that was told to me... Um, is uh, by Emerson Hart, who is a Grammy-nominated, multi-platinum-selling songwriter. He said, um, have a point and then spend the rest of the song making that point. So pick a point for your song. What's the point? Um, uh, you know, my song, When We Were Young. That song is about the hook line, just like when we were young. Um, and it's about nostalgia and your big dreams as a kid. And everything in the song supports that point. So have a point and spend the rest of the song supporting that point. Um, and then the last one I would say, based on my own experience, is uh, don't overcomplicate it. It doesn't have to be the most uh, intellectual thing in the world. Write what you like. Write a lot. And eventually you will figure out your sound and your style. But the most important thing is to do it. Um, just like with anything in the world, the longer you spend pontificating about it, the less time you spend being a practitioner. And practice is what makes perfect. So just just write all the time. Um, hey, Big Bang Music. Yeah, share the stream. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> um, Kaifos, I'll look into those. Uh, cool. Yeah, awesome, man. Uh, let's see, Kayla, since we're switching over to traffic ads indefinitely, would our chances of having successful release campaigns stay the same? Yeah, in theory, yes. Um, in theory, it will it will translate over, hopefully, uh, even more effectively. I, for me, since I switched to traffic, it's actually been more effective than it was with conversions. Um, you know, over the past several months, since conversions have kind of gone downhill. So I think it is reasonable to expect that things will be just as effective. the The main difference is going to be. Early on, um, you're going to have to pay attention to what countries and regions are responding to your music and your ads. And we're also probably, I mean, not probably, we're also going to be targeting a much tighter, narrower group of countries overall on an ongoing basis as compared to conversion ads. With conversion ads, we were targeting the whole world. With traffic ads, Ultimately, when it comes down to it, we're, we're probably going to be targeting less than 20 countries on a consistent basis. Um, yeah, thanks, Nanad. Wow, Tom, your spreadsheets are legendary. <laughs> I do love a good spreadsheet, guys. I do love a good spreadsheet. <laughs> um, what metrics do you look at in terms of what countries are translating on Spotify? I was thinking click-through rate and cost per click when I compared traffic to conversion campaigns. I found the following traffic click through rate are lower and cost per click are lower than conversions. Conversion click through rate uh, are higher and cost per click are higher on traffic. Hope it makes sense. Yeah, I feel like you're probably, um, I feel like some of those you might be re referencing cost per conversion as well, but yeah, it makes sense. 
Um, what I've noticed is uh, click-through rate actually is a little bit higher on traffic for me. Um, I shouldn't say a little bit. It's actually a lot higher on traffic for me. Click-through rate has actually been substantially higher. Um, but it all has to do with what countries it's coming from. Um, the click, so the click-through rate has been higher. I have found more engagement on video views, more 95% video views on my traffic ads. Um, and then um, cost per click has actually been lower as well on traffic ads, although the cost per click is less important on conversion campaigns because it's the cost per conversion that we care about there. Um, really, the big fundamental thing is to pay attention to um, for me to answer your question further, what metrics do you look at is I look at the number of clicks I'm getting by country on Facebook. I do a country breakdown and then I go to the audience tab. I do this every day and this is how I'm pulling out these countries. Um, I go to the audience tab and then I, um, let's see, I'm a video froze on there. All good. Um, so I look at the country breakdown on Facebook. Then I go to the audience tab on um, Spotify. I select that country from the dropdown. So let's say I'm looking at Poland. Um, Poland's been clicking through a lot for me. So look at Poland, 50 clicks. Okay, I go here. I look and see if there has been any discernible impact on number of listeners, number of streams, and most importantly, followers. Followers is the one that I'm most concerned with because that's the one that is the most heavily impacted by a growth campaign when they land on your page. Um, so if there's, if I see the follower line going up in Poland and I see, so, you know, it doesn't have to be a line going up on, in listeners and in streams, but if I see some days where it's gone up and it's kind of stayed up and then it kind of comes back down, then it goes back up. Um, then I know that, you know, those times when people are coming through, uh, that it's working. So that's the way I do it. And I do that by country. I look at every single country where I get a click through on Facebook every single day. So I'm spending a lot of time in here looking at these countries one for one. And I'm doing that in my ad account and I'm doing it in every single ad account that I'm managing right now. So I'm spending a lot of time inside of Facebook ads to figure out which countries are guaranteed, which countries are guaranteed or guaranteed good, which countries are guaranteed bad and which countries are, uh, need to be watched so that you can determine on your own for your own catalog. So yeah, uh, that's, that's how I look at it. Um, Griffin, everyone give this man a like on this stream. Yo, appreciate you, dude. Thank you. Yeah. Throw the, throw the like button guys. <laughs> um, let's see, uh, and then nod the support, man. Thank you guys. Um, Niktas, uh, what should I put on my Spotify profile? How to design it? Do you have any suggestions for bio and press photos? Yeah. Do you have LED lights behind you? In fact, I do. Yes. There's one on the floor right here. Uh, I have one behind the couch. Uh, I have one right here, which is the blue under my arm, you see. And then um, behind me, oh, wrong direction. Uh, I have a lamp right there to kind of like silhouette me. So uh, yeah, got my lighting dialed in. <laughs> Um, so what should I put on my Spotify profile? So for your press photos, first of all, make sure that your profile photo is the same everywhere. Really the, the thing you're trying to accomplish is 
you want people, you want to remove any semblance of doubt that when somebody lands on your profile anywhere that they have found you. You want them to know, I recognize that photo. Yes, this is his profile or this is her profile. Um, so whatever, wherever you are, same profile picture, and that should be in your press photos. Uh, I think that your header photo should be the same everywhere as well. So what I do is whatever header photo I use um, on, you know, like uh, YouTube or whatever my website, um, that's the header that I have on Spotify as well. As for content, I fill out all the links that I can. And um, I write, I wrote a bio. I finally wrote a reasonable bio. And basically I included um, the kind of like, SEO keywords that I want to be associated with my name. So I included things like artist, producer, uh, musician, I think, uh, you know, music marketing, web three, um, stuff like that, that I want to kind of come up with my name. I think I could probably do a better job with my bio if I'm being honest, um, probably include more keywords that are associated with my name and search results like Facebook ads and just Spotify in general, um, stuff like that. So think about it from an SEO perspective of keywords that you want to be associated with you. So if like, let's say you're, you know, you make like uh, gritty uh, hip hop beats with, with no vocals, you know, you want to put like, uh, you know, you're an instrumental beat maker, uh, you work in hip hop, uh, and then words like grimy or grungy or dark or whatever you want to associate with your music, put those words in your profile because Google's going to index that. And ideally that bio or some version of that bio that the Spotify one can be a shorter version, but that bio should appear kind of everywhere. So wherever you have a bio, some version of that should appear with those keywords in it. And Google is going to index all of that from, it's going to index Instagram, YouTube, your website, Spotify, Apple music. Like it's going to index everything and it will, it will find all that machine learning is going to find all the similarities and all that SEO is going to work to your benefit. So think about it from an SEO perspective, but also be you tell your story. Don't try to sound cooler than you are. Don't downplay your successes. Uh, but yeah, just be honest, forthright about who you are. This is me. I'm an artist. You know, you can do third person, uh, third person's fine. Nobody cares. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Burroughs. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Uh, following up on that release campaign question. Yeah. You mentioned cold targeting. Would you target only Spotify or anything else? And for traffic campaign ad level, do you direct copy the Spotify song link? So going backwards? Yes. I direct copy the Spotify song link with the deep, deep link in it. Um, and then for cold targeting, I do Spotify and then I narrow it for artists and genres. So for me, I do like rock music, electronic dance music, electronic music, Linkin Park, uh, you know, bands and artists that sound like me or fit in the same genre, that kind of thing. So that basically kind of all stays the same for cold targeting. Um, let's see. Lights follow. Uh, is it all possible that Spotify may be misreporting or underreporting streams? Have you tested an Apple focused conversion campaigns? I mean, I guess it's possible. I would have no way of knowing or proving that. Um, but it's not something I've tested. I don't really see off the top of my head, the benefit of them doing that. Uh, I mean, I suppose it is possible. I just don't see why they would do that, but who knows? Um, 
Let's see, Kaifo. Sound Gym is an awesome resource for developing your ears. Hey, cool. That's good to know. I've never heard of that before. Thanks for the um, recommendation, Kaifos. I'll check that out. Uh, Felipe, yo, what's up, dude? Um, I recently noticed that one country in particular is taking up to around 80% of all my campaigns reach, and it's not a country I want to build at all. Is there any ways to get around that? Yeah. Uh, or should I just stop targeting that country entirely? You hit it. Yeah. Stop targeting it. If you don't want to grow there and it's eating up all your traffic, pull it out. That's kind of one part of the exercise that I'm doing with country targeting right now and like checking these things every day. Um, I'm simultaneously identifying which countries are good, bad, and watchworthy and trying to lump countries in with one another so that there is an even disbursement of traffic or as even as possible. So for example, um, I've got multiple tiers that I'm testing because I'm trying to compartmentalize them. And in tier two specifically, I started out in tier two, uh, I had Brazil, Mexico, Ukraine, and Taiwan. And those four countries ate up everything. Nobody else got any traffic at all. And it started out that especially because of recent events, Ukraine was eating up the entire budget. So the first thing I did is I moved Ukraine to tier three, which is an ad set that's capped at a dollar a day. After that, it was Brazil, Mexico, and Taiwan. They took everything. Nothing else got anything. So I took those and I moved them to tier three and I pulled Ukraine out completely uh, because it was eating up all of tier three and nothing in tier three was getting any budget. Now, since I've moved uh, Mexico, Brazil, and um, what did I say? Taiwan to tier three, there is a much more even disbursement of budget across more tier three countries. Mexico and Brazil have actually evened out alongside a lot of other countries now. Taiwan is still leading the charge for the most part, but it's not dominating like it was. I'm thinking about pulling Taiwan out to test and see if everything is even more evenly allocated. But then in tier two, Poland and Spain have really been dominating with Hong Kong running a close third. So I'm thinking about taking Poland, Spain, and Hong Kong and pulling them to tier three, pulling Taiwan out completely, and then watching what happens across those tiers from that point. Because what I want to get, what I want to get to is every tier, most days, every country gets at least one click. If I can do that, I consider that a success. Um, that way the traffic's getting very evenly dispersed. And I, I think that ultimately it's going to end up with less than 20 countries in tiers one and two combined to accomplish that. And that's fine with me because in the long term, I predominantly want to grow in the United States, the UK, Canada, and Australia, um, with New Zealand and Ireland included as well. But, you know, the populations are much smaller. Um, those are the kind of the big four that I really want to grow in. Um, and then after that, I really want to grow in sort of like the more dominant music markets in um, Europe, predominantly like Sweden, Germany, France, places like that. Um, so, but I, I don't want to exclude other countries where there would be, you know, engaged listenership that would enjoy my music as well. So I'm constantly sort of narrowing in and probably will end up with a very tight group of countries that I'll say these, these definitely work. Do these. If it went in doubt do these. Um, let's see. Uh, Nick Toss, do you think having a website helps an artist in general? Should I make one? 
Yes and yes, I do. Um, I recommend if you want to have a simple website without too many frills and setup time, use card, C-A-R-R-D dot co. I think there's a link in the description of this video. It is an affiliate link, so I'll get a little money if you use that um, at no cost to you. (laughs) If not, all good as well. Um, That's what I use for a lot of my landing pages. That's what I use for my full website. Um, It's not as powerful as other platforms. Um, so if you're trying to like integrate an online store and all kinds of other things, you don't want to use card, but for music, most artists, even the biggest of artists, most artists will do like taylorswift.com and taylorswift.com is a single one page experience. And it is like, you know, Taylor's photo, listen here, all of the icons for where you can listen, all of her socials in the top, right? Sign up for my newsletter, uh, shop my merch and, you know, shows near you. You click newsletter, you know, you drop in your email, click done. Shows has got a list of upcoming tour dates. You click shop the merch. It takes you to a new page that is shop.taylorswift.com and that's built on top of Shopify. That's generally the trend. Um, You really only need a landing page as an artist unless you're trying to do something more complicated. Um, you, You know, if you're not blogging and you're not setting up a full, like, cohesive branded uh experience like a you know like a really complex online store education platform um this is one of the one of the reasons i'm in the process of separating out a sort of music marketing education portion of what i do in myself as tom dupree as an artist because um dupree x as an education platform is going to be very involved it's going to be a platform where you can you you have a user profile. You sign in. You take courses. You have access to, um, you know, marketing tools and things. You have access access to um, blogs and resources that you have to be a member to read. Uh, you know, walk detailed walkthroughs and how to set things up that are, you know, basically a video in uh, written format with screenshots and then maybe an audio format like a subscriber only podcast. You've got to be a member to listen to these videos in audio format. So. Lots of incentivization or lots of incentive, I should say, um, to create like a community of users. As an artist, it's a completely different thing. I just need a landing page that I can put com in my Instagram bio or whatever and you go there and it says, listen to my latest release here. Here's the album cover. Here's a picture of me and here are the, the links. That's really all you need. And then down from that, a bio who is Tom Dupree? He's an artist, producer, da 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 da. I uh, want to stay in touch, sign up for my email list, want to shop merch, click this button. And that's really it. You don't need anything complicated, but I do recommend having one baseline. And I, I happen to think the card is the best way to do that because it's the easiest way to get up and running. Um, let's see. Oh, I forgot. How do you get the deep link again? And what was the benefit of doing it? Yeah. Okay. Buros. Um, so the deep link is automatically copied when you copy your Spotify link. So if you go to share on anything in Spotify and you copy that link, the deep link is automatically included. It's question mark, equal sign, and a string of stuff after the slug. Um, so as long as you paste that, you're good. Um, the benefit is that the deep link is what automatically switches apps for you. So if I'm on my phone and I click a Spotify link and it's a deep link, it will automatically open the Spotify app, which is what we want. We want it to be super easy. And there are things that make deep links for 
other um, all apps, you know, uh, like short.io is kind of, it's not like URL genius at all. Short, uh, short.io is uh, basically like pixel me and URL genius combined. Um, it's one service that does all of that. And uh, depending on the tier you use, you can create deep branded deep links um, with, with uh, pixel tracking if you want to have it. So I'm playing around with short IO right now, kind of as a replacement for pixel me because I felt that, um, first of all, I didn't need pixel me for a while cause tone, cause I was using toned in, but now that toned in is kind of like, I don't know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And my branded links, like if you click on any of my branded links in the description of this video, click on like the Instagram link, you'll see it takes a second to load. And when it loads the favicon in the, um, URL bar is the toned in favicon. It's a small thing but it makes me mad because I'm not toned in and I don't want an unbranded experience. I want you to click go.tomdepreethethird.com and instantly show up where I want you to go. I don't want you to go to toned in and then go to me. Pixel me was really good about that. Pixel me redirected very fast. There was no load time and it was all branded. I had my own favicon in it. Um, or it just went directly to Instagram and no favicon of mine in between, which is perfectly fine as well. So short.io accomplishes the same thing. And so I'm playing with that because I've seen other creators use that. Um, and it seems to be uh, basically like pixel me with more benefits. At, and there's a free tier, which is awesome as well. So which the free tier looks like you get a lot of really good stuff for it. So I think worth checking out. Um, let's see. Uh, Nanan, he just answered my question. I was thinking of capping my spend on countries such as Spain and Brazil get a lot of clicks from them. However, the percentage of clicks per streams are low. In fact, if Spain and Brazil are in one ad set with other countries, they take a lot of ad spend, leaving nothing for other countries that happen to you. Yes. Tommy just answered my question. <laughs> I beat you to it. <laughs> um, see fade. Yo, uh, I was thinking of spending a good amount of money on Brazil because at a time I was really growing there, but I messed up and touched the ad. <laughs> Don't touch the ad. Um, Let's see, Brazil and Mexico is showing love. I want to get back to that. And hopefully one day I trigger the algorithm and maybe hit the U.S. So the one thing I will say about Brazil and Mexico is that you just have to pay more attention with traffic ads. They still do work, but sometimes they don't. And it's frustrating. It doesn't mean they won't. It just means sometimes you may have to turn them off and then turn them back on again until you find like, I don't know how else to put it, but like, a bed of good users, <laughs> a den of good users. I don't know. Um, they can just be a little iffy. So just pay attention to them. Cause I agree. I mean, I've got a lot of listeners in Brazil and Mexico on Spotify. They did great in conversion ads. I love those two countries. They convert well. And, um, they have historically been really good for me as an artist. Um, and a lot of comments on social media from Brazil and Mexico as well. So showing me a lot of love. And I don't want that to stop because I love those countries. But with traffic ads, you just have to pay more attention. Um, let's see. Harry, yo, what's up, dude? Uh, I hope all is well. Uh, everything is great, man. Thank you for asking. Um, do you think that the issue of Russia with Ukraine has also impacted the cost of conversions a bit? My conversions were 30 cents before then. Uh, took Russia out and now 18 cents. Yeah, I certainly think it's possible. Uh, very much so. Having taken Russia out, Russia out and it being lower, I think is a very, um, I'll say good sign. I think it's probably supports the, that theory. Um, so certainly when there's, um, you know, political upheaval in any, any region, um, 
things are going to be affected. Uh, uh, Burroughs. Okay. Uh, thanks, Tom. Very welcome, dude. Uh, for this traffic-related uh, release campaign we're discussing, do you still recommend doing 50 bucks a day for three days then taper down by 50% and turn off after a week? Yes. I think that is... I think that is the minimum. I think you know. I think I got honestly a little lucky with my Lions campaign when I did fifty bucks for three days and turned it off completely and only spent one hundred fifty bucks. I think realistically speaking, I mean you've got to look at the the cost per click or conversion depending on what you're using and the number of streams you're getting as a result. And then do your math backwards from there for how much you need to spend. Um, I, I wish that fifty bucks a day was a hard and fast rule, but I don't think it is. I think really the like benchmark for do you want to guarantee a release radar push? I think it's really closer, probably to like five hundred. And I say that because I've gotten pushes with a thousand streams in the first week, but I almost feel like I'm guaranteed some semblance of a push when I get over 2,000 streams in the first week. And to get over 2,000 streams in the first week, um, you know, you've got to get enough clicks or conversions to do that. And getting to a cost per click of 10 cents or less is difficult. It takes some luck to be on your side. It takes the right song and the right ad. I think a more realistic expectation is somewhere around 25 cents and 25 cents a click to get 2000 streams. You know, you can't guarantee that everybody who clicks is going to listen either. Um, so like just doing the math real quick. Um, terrible math. It's like 500 bucks divided by 25. So yeah, if you spend $500 and 25 cents a click, that's 2000 streams, assuming every single person, streams the song that clicks on the link. Um, so that to me feels like better advice to say, like if you have $500, put it all to that. Cause then I think you put yourself in the best position, but re the reality is like the, the more money you spend um, on your release campaign, the more likely you are to get a good push. But um, you know, are you going to make that money back? Probably not, not in the short term, in the long term, yeah. But I think the further I go into this, the more I really am believing that the first week of the song is everything. Because if you can get that release radar push, then it's likely you're going to get that Discover Weekly bump. And if you can get that Discover Weekly bump, then you can keep it above Discover Weekly at 30 you can keep it above 30 and all of my long-term growth, not followers, but streams. Every time I get a bump in streams when I'm not releasing music is discover weekly bumps from lions and hero. Those two songs have just been surfing for the last year. They get thousand, 2000 stream bumps every other Monday and it just keeps me going. Um, and so I think that's the ticket. Um, if you can, you just got to get it above that hump. Um, um, 
Let's see. Uh, Nanad Burroughs. Also, does traffic campaigns act the same way as conversion campaigns? I need to surpass 50 results to exit learning phase. Yes. Uh, so 50 results is still the, the benchmark that you want to get out of the learning phase. So don't touch it while it's in the learning phase. See, Lonnie, yo, what's up? Um, in your waterfall release, once you delete the old version of the release, will the song stay in the popular section of your profile? Haven't deleted my old version because I don't know what will happen. Um, actually, I'm not sure about this, but seeing what I've seen for the first two releases so far, I think you need to pay attention to the popularity score of, of the song on a per release basis. Like basically every release, every song has a, its own individual URI by release. So to the wolves as a single has a URI to the wolves on dark to the wolves has a URI. And to the wolves on dark when we were young has a URI and all three of them are different and all three of them have different popularity scores. So if I, the popularity score for the single is 15, the popularity score for dark to the wolves is 20 and the popularity score for dark when we were young is like seven or six. I don't remember if it was on yesterday's video. <laughs> um, and so if I delete the single and dark to the wolves, then the, the only existing popularity score for to the wolves is six. And I don't want that. So I actually am thinking that leaving them up is the better move. Um, but I think in an ideal world, the way the waterfall release would work or should work, or we hope for it to work is that when you get a high pop, a high popularity score on any one of those, then you've got a bunch of built-in streams that are going to help week one of the streams of the next time you drop the song. And by the time you're done with the waterfall release, the last release, all of those songs will get above 20 in the first week and they'll all get a push and then they'll all get up to discover weekly and they'll all ride the wave. And then you're at Liberty to delete the old ones because you've gotten there. So I'm not going to delete mine um, for a whole bunch of reasons. Uh, number one is which is number one is that my channel's built on transparency and just showing this stuff so that if somebody wants to watch this historically, the evidence will be there. But also on that note, I'm leaning more into not deleting them even if I wanted to, because I didn't realize that every URI would have its own individual popularity score. This is new to me. I didn't know that would happen. Um, Let's see. Okay, your follow-up comment. Yeah, like the new version take its place. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm not. They're not. Uh, fade records, 15%. Okay. Nanad, uh, sorry for the hundreds of questions. Dude, don't be. That is why we're here. Uh, I mean, honestly, this is just like a whole celebration of the fact that the stream didn't take a dump today. So uh, bring them on. <laughs> uh, have you had issues where the same people you're advertising keep seeing uh, the ad all the time? Uh, on IG, why is that? And how do you change it? Yeah, so you can cap the um, um, frequency. You can set automated rules inside your ad manager to stop showing ads to people once it reaches a certain frequency. Um, so you can set that frequency to 1.5 or 1 or 1.7 or 2 or whatever you want to cap it at. So um, you can set automated rules basically in Facebook. Um, keep going. Uh, yeah. Uh, Burroughs. Thanks, Tom. No problem, man. Uh, I totally agree with you about the 500 ish in the first week to get the boost. Would you just continue to do $50 a day until you reach around 500 or would 
you do a lifetime budget of 500. I think what I would do if I were going to spend 500 is I would do it all within the first week and I would front load it for the first three days. Um, so whatever that math works out to, that would be an additional 150 on top of 350. So I would do $100 for the first three days and then I'd back it down to 50 for the remainder of the week. That's probably how I would go about it. Um, TikTok elevators. Uh, also, can you still get to the algorithmic and playlist after the first 28 days? Technically, yes. You can't get to release radar after the first 28 days. That is only available to you within the first weekend or first um, like release cycle of the song. But Discover Weekly can happen anytime. Uh, like Lions and Hero for me or Keep Hitting Discover Weekly. I got two bumps this month of like multi-thousand streams from Discover Weekly. But the first first week and then subsequent first month are important because you want to get release radar to do that heavy lifting for you so that you can get to a popularity of 30 by the end of that 28-day cycle, and then you can start riding the wave. It's kind of like standing up on the wave as a surfer. You've got to paddle hard that first 28 days and then stand up on the wave. And once you're on the wave, you can keep riding it. Um, so, but that's why the first 28 days are so important and why the first weekend and first week are so, so important. Um, Dizzy, what link do you use when running your campaign? Your ad popped up in story placement and the swipe up took me right to Spotify, the app itself and not to another page that says open app or get the app. That's what's up. I'm happy to hear that. The reason I think that did that for you, first of all, thank you for telling me that. That makes me feel a lot better because um, I had somebody else tell me the opposite um, recently. I went and tested it for myself. What happened to me, which it sounds like it's happened to everybody, uh, is that the first time you do it, you have to go through the, the process, regardless of artist or link, as long as it's a Spotify link. Like the first time you click a Spotify link in Instagram, not in the browser, but in Instagram. So it has to be a link in Instagram itself. You could click somebody's open in Spotify link in their bio, in their story, uh, whatever. The first time you click an open in Spotify link in Instagram, it will take you to Spotify in the browser. You click that, you go to the store, you click open, it takes you to the app. After that, Instagram is connected to Spotify and understands the deep link. I think you had already clicked a Spotify link, an open Spotify link at some point, and it's saved in your cookies. And so now anytime you click a link, it automatically knows to open it in Spotify. And I think that's why you got the good experience, the user experience that we want, is because you already kind of had that connection made. Um, let's see. Uh, do you have any tips on effective YouTube ads, not just to get views, but get comments as well? The comments one is tough. Um, YouTube ads to get views is actually pretty straightforward and not too difficult. Um, you just run discovery ads, you run them on specific channels, or you just run them in search results, and it works pretty well. My guess is if you want to get comments, it's probably going to be more effective if you run your ads on more specific channels that are more niche along with what you do. Um, and have a call to action in your video that says comment below on XYZ. I think that. Um, will be helpful too. But comments and follow and subscribers is actually a little bit, it's a little more difficult than just getting views. Getting views on YouTube is actually not that difficult for ads. Um, it's kind of like getting views on a Facebook video. It's like you can rack them up um, for relatively low. 
Uh, and another question, is it best to test different targeting and interests in a different ad set or different campaign? I like it in a different ad set because I like to keep my objectives siloed by campaign. So if your objective is the same, you're running these song ads to go to your Spotify profile, I'd test all that in ad sets inside of the same campaign. If you're testing going to a profile versus testing going to the song, um, maybe you know for a release, then different campaign. If you're testing to go to the song versus the um, the profile to see what works better inside of like your growth campaign, I can see an argument for keeping it in the same campaign. But I'd say more often than not, I stay inside the same campaign. Um, let's see, Ryan, how do you personally go about mastering your music? I've noticed your songs are really loud. Thank you. <laughs> I worked really hard on that. Uh, I was super proud the first time I uploaded a track and um, Spotify said it was less than 5 dB. It was like, or higher, negative 4.8 or 4. I think I have one that's like negative 4.5 or something. Um, so this is like, it's this could be a whole hour long uh, live stream in and of itself. But basically it's like, um, you want to control the EQ and compression at every single level. Um, and you want to mix into your mastering stack, um, essentially, or into your two channel stack without the like super aggressive mastering on there. So what, what that really means is controlling, um, mostly like, uh, the mud of the track. So like the lower mids and the lows, because the lows will peak out your master and screw it up. So really control that low end, squeeze it at the track level, squeeze it at the submix level, and squeeze it at the two-channel level on the master. So you do it at every level, and by the time you get to the master, you can squeeze it a whole lot tighter, and then you can get really loud. Um, does Discover Weekly have a cap on the amount of times your song could be in it? Not that I'm aware of. Um, I mean, my two songs... Lions and Hero have just been getting it. I mean, Lions been out for over a year, and it's still getting Discover Weekly. So as far as I know, I think it can just go on forever. Um, TikTok. Uh, unfortunately, I had issues with conversion ads not working for the first few weeks. Yeah, it's happening to all of us, man. <laughs> um, the nod. Hey, Tom, I see the frequency cap is only on uh, reach campaigns. I don't see that option on traffic campaigns. I'll keep looking. You may be right. That sounds familiar. Uh, if that's the case, then you might think about uh, reorganizing how your budget is going to countries that are getting a lot of frequency. Or you might think about expanding your audience size, your targeting options. Um, you just might be targeting too few people. You know, Try to get between 50 and 100 million people. Um, did you mention a list of new to-do and not-to-do things about traffic ads or countries? I'm still having difficulty. That's something I'm still working out. Um, as I said earlier in the stream, I don't know if you were here or not. You probably, you may not have been here, but earlier in the stream, I mentioned our Discord. It's pinned in the comments um, of the chat here in the live stream, and it's in the description. Come join the Discord. I'm going to share the spreadsheet that I'm currently working on for uh, country targeting. So it's going to be, it'll just be a shareable. Um, uh, Google Sheet link. You won't be able to edit, but you're able to watch what I do over the coming weeks. So as I make updates and things to it, you'll be able to see what I'm moving around and kind of what's happening and follow along a little bit. I think it's kind of be, probably going to be the best insight into where my head is and what I'm thinking about and what I'm testing and why. 
Um, so that will keep you the most up to date with like the to do's and not to do's. Cause m- most specifically, the biggest change is like where we're targeting. Uh, obviously there's some pretty big system wide, like setup issues, how things are set up between conversions and traffic. But for the most part, for what we're doing, the main thing is w- who we're targeting and where those are the big fundamental differences. Um, Let's see. Uh, thanks, Tom. With this RC, what would you include? At one point, would you include retargeting, or would you just continue keep going, keep doing cold? I'd probably keep doing cold. Um, you know, I've tested lookalikes in my release campaigns, both my release campaigns this year. And one of them did better, and one of them did worse. But I'm just kind of thinking, like, I really want to keep it to one ad set from now on in my release campaigns, if I can. I'm also testing something different in this next one. So I needed two ad sets for different songs because I'm going to do the, like use all the previous songs in the waterfall thing. And so I didn't, I don't want to have a third ad set for lookalike or even like two more ad sets for lookalikes for each of them. So I'm just doing cold for both. So I just, I try to get it down to as few ad sets as you can. I'd probably still keep with cold. And then use your lookalikes and your retargeting for your ongoing growth campaign. Um, Because really what you want to do with those is create like a super tight feedback loop. The best version of retargeting and lookalikes that I have found is a 30-day window on one video ad used in an ad set that is showing that video ad. So it just keeps like, it's like a confirmation bias thing. The more the ad gets shown, the more it feeds the audience, the more the audience informs the ad that gets shown just tighter and tighter and tighter until it gets super narrow. Um, TikTok. Okay, cool. Yeah, share your info. Awesome, man. Um, let's see, Faye. Tom, do you only use Toned In for ads? Because I've been looking at Koji for the link in bio, and it's very convincing. Um, I have only used Toned In, yes. Um, I think Koji does make a, a reasonable link in bio um, product, but I don't think it is the best thing to use for advertising. I think for advertising, the landing page needs to be very simple, very clean, one option. I don't like advertising with a bunch of different options. Uh, I know um, some people do. I don't. Uh, I like one objective per landing page. And so I think that the landing page for your ads should feel more like a website landing page and less like a link in bio landing page. Um, that's why I like toned in cause it gives a website feeling landing page, uh, with just one link. Whereas Koji feels like a link in bio. It feels like a link tree to me and I don't want to use that in my ads. I think it's perfectly great for your link in bio, but I wouldn't use it for an ad. I, I, you know, I wouldn't use it. Not say don't try it if you don't want, if you want to, but that's something that I wouldn't do. Um, let's see if I put six ads in my release campaign at one point, I, how many days in the release campaign would you make the decision to turn off the poor performing ones? Um, I would check in after 24 hours. And if there's, if there are any ads that are eating budget for a high cost per click or view content, depending on what you're doing, um, and getting too many clicks, uh, I'd turn it off. If it's benign, you got a couple of clicks or conversions from this ad at, you know, a dollar, but the rest of them are doing well, or there's one that's doing well and the others are kind of, uh, um, 
as long as there's nothing that's like hurting, actively hurting you, I just let it ride till Monday. That's generally what I do. It should be said as well that um, I I try my best to turn off everything on the weekends. And so even when it's a release weekend, I'll check in. But if I don't have to make updates, I won't because Saturday and Sunday are my time to spend time with my family. And I know that if I don't turn my phone off on Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to regret it come Monday and I'm not going to have as good of a week. So that's probably another reason I do it that way is it just makes my life easier. I find that the like trade off of time spent on the computer, on the phone, tracking data, uh, I would, you know, I just rather spend time with my family. <laughs> so that's a consideration. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, do you turn them off during the learning phase? I on a release campaign, no, because if I'm spending fifty dollars a day, it's going to be out of the learning phase in the first day, unless things are going horribly wrong. If things are going horribly wrong, then yes, uh, sometimes I will. If it's at like two dollars of conversion, like something's off. That's I mean that's I was out of learning phase with this last one, the video I did yesterday. Um, but even if I had been in the learning phase, I would have shut it off because it was crap and it wasn't working. <laughs> so yeah, if it's like absolute mayday, yeah, just shut it down and, and start fresh. I've had to do that before. Obviously I had to do it this last time. Obviously, you know, it didn't work. Uh, if you have to do that, it's very difficult to save it. Um, because a lot of time it's an ad issue too. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my, my take on it. Check it 24 hours. If nothing's crazy, just check on Monday. You'd be good. Well guys on that note, uh, wow. An hour, 50, hour, 14 minutes. I think it's time to sign off. Um, so yeah, we'll sign off today. Um, let's see if you pass learning phase and then turn off several ads. Do you go back in learning phase? Uh, no, but it could upset the learning phase and make it more difficult for it to learn. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, guys, if you're not in the Discord, come join the Discord. If you're on the Discord, I'll see you in the Discord. I'm going to hop in there this afternoon, uh, probably right after this, and answer some of the uh, at mentions that I've been seeing on my phone here. And um, I'm going to share a link to that spreadsheet of the countries that I'm taking a look at. So all that to say, uh, thank you guys for being here on the live stream today. I appreciate y'all. Um, we will be back. I'm not, we're not back next week. Kids are on spring break. I won't be here week after that. So I'll see you guys in two weeks and I'll see you in the discord and on the internet. <laughs> Catch y'all next time. Peace.